Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, joined by lovely, talented, beautiful wife, Miss Southern Shell, in the brand new podcast studio. It's a work in progress, but we are up and recording. How about that? Yeah, we're up and recording. It'll look a little different (laughs) as we go along. Yeah, we've got plans, but we wanted to get up. We missed last week, and we hate that, but we were in the process of moving, and I didn't do all the cordage right. It's still a mess back here. (laughs) It was so bad last week, even Malcolm got stressed out. Yeah, I was stressed (laughs) out. But hey, it's all good now. We got Jamie and Mark hooked us up with this nice wood wall behind us. Yeah. You get to decorate it. We're going to turn this table a little bit and add some more chairs so we can add more guests. Yep. Maybe have some different camera angles. We don't know what all we're going to get to do, but we're going to, we're getting it figured out. We're bringing in a consultant, (laughs) (laughs) possibly a producer. We need a producer. Yeah. So it's going to get better. Just bear with us. Yeah. Um, The fantasy football draft was this past weekend. That was the highlight of my week. I got to do a bunch of cooking, got to hang out with my buddies. I drafted an A-plus team. It said A-minus in my in my yeah. ranking, but I called it You're a not plus just team. saying it was A-plus team. It was officially. It was officially an A-minus. That's probably, you know, that's about as good as you can draft. I don't know if I've ever had that ranking. Usually I'm a C. Yeah. But I felt pretty good about this one. So The we'll problem is that. it's not real until what week – Hey, we didn't even say preseason. We don't know. Players are dropping. They're sitting out. They're getting traded. So what's the rule? Let's say you drafted a guy. Yeah. Who's one of your star receivers? Uh, Let's just say you can put me on spot. I don't remember who I drafted now. (laughs) Let's just say George Kittle for the 49ers. He was one of my keepers. Yeah. He was my tight end. I got a steal on him, keeping him in the seventh round. So let's say Kittle tests positive. He's got to set out two weeks. How does that affect your team? What's y'all's I role? have to. You just we've got, got extra. No, we've got two extra IR spots. Okay. That we can move them to pick up somebody out of free agency, and then they don't. You know, the guy stays on your roster until he okay. comes back, and then you cycle them out. So that's so, how y'all adapted. You just added yeah. a few extra hours. We we if if they don't get nine games in nine official games, we're all just we agreed to put the money towards next year. You know, it's like the season never happened, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if it goes further than nine, we're going to declare a champion if it don't if we don't get to have playoff. Yeah. So like whoever, like you know. points or who's leading. Yeah, who's ever leading according to the, I guess, points rankings number one. on we, we run ours through Yahoo. So who's ever in first then if we don't get to have our playoff. But normally, you know, there's a playoff. So. And it gets decided there, but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be. A, I'm just glad they're talking about playing football. Is there a game this weekend? There's some college this weekend. Who's I think playing? pros start next week. Who's the colleges? Um, this the SEC? big one I want to watch is Memphis and Arkansas State. I think it's going to be on ESPN Saturday night, seven o'clock. SEC officially starts next week. I think it is. First, no, they may have a couple more weeks. I don't know. I'm so far. Yeah, I'm so it's it's, it's been moved. Now they're talking about bringing the Big Ten back in October, possibly. Or they're not going to cancel their season. Um, who knows? Well, it looks like we're going to get to see some form of football. Um, it's going to be interesting. So, um, I'm just excited. About yeah, football. yeah. 
uh, we had the draft, and we actually turned it into our video for this week. We did, and that's figured. That's what we were going to talk about today. That's what I have was, some notes on. Uh, planning for that draft party because you know, well, I had fantasy to- football draft to me is one of the biggest days of the year. <laughs> I look forward to it. It's you know you're coming out of summer. It's been hot. But when football comes around, it's starting to turn fall. You know, you start thinking about that. Hunting season's around the corner. We get some, you know, I, I, baseball's okay, but it's not my favorite sport. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather watch football. And, you know, I'm not – I like I like the NFL. But I'm much – I mean, I really like college football. That's the one I spend most of my – I make sure I watch college games, and then that's why I'm not that great at fantasy football because <laughs> I don't really care that much. I mean, I, I like the Vikings. I follow the Vikings, and uh, I catch – some of their games, I don't catch all of them. I mean, it's just you watch a lot of football. I do what I mean. I watch a lot of football, but it's uh, you know. I thought I really liked football until we started living. I watch together. it out of the gate. I watch it out of the gate. You know, the first no you first half of the season. season. Yeah, but you know, once hunting season gets here, hey, I just want to go hunting. I don't yeah. care. I'm not going. You know, Sunday instead of watching football, I'm gonna go hunting. Saturdays, I miss some college football because I'm going hunting. So yeah, I catch the night games, but usually I don't finish them because. I got to get some sleep because I'm going hunting. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you start doing, or when did you start doing fantasy football and how? Like, I started in college. Um, this you? was a long time ago and I was, uh, yeah, I was playing with a, a group of guys. I was in college, but we were working at Horseshoe Casino and we started, a, or they had a league going. It was brand new, wasn't it? It was fairly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was new to me. Fantasy football has been around, I guess, since the '80s in some yeah, form. But, but it was it was new and where we had like it hosted online. Yeah, yeah. So we had an offline draft. The commissioner was Mark Flag, and uh, I don't know if you know. Do you remember Mark? I remember one of the first times you met me. I was like, I got to go to my football draft, and it was at Howard Love's Sports Bar in Hernando. Back when it was over at the yeah, hotel. Yeah, you taught me into going down there with you. Yeah, but you didn't stay at the draft. No, I, I sat at the bar. And we sat at the bar and drank. <laughs> <laughs> we drafted. We had to broom up back. But we did. Uh, you know, that was my first learning how to play fantasy football. Waylon played in, in that league. Um, there was, I think there was 12 of us, and that's how I started. Um, then I got to play with some other friends, Yahoo's. Yahoo, you know, they used to have, when it first started on Yahoo, it wasn't as good as ESPN. You know, it was just like a. I think it started out. You got to pick, you know, auto draft oh, for yeah. you. There That's was no, you know, no inter- good interface, and then you just played by whoever had the most points. It was yes. like head-to-head matchups and playoffs yeah. and all that. But ESPN had all that, so that's why we played ESPN. But then I tra- just transitioned over to playing on Yahoo as they, as they got better. And that's and when I got in this league, this was a group of your college buddies mm-hmm. that I met after we got together and married was and all technically that. in this league you were in the league well yeah i helped From you one original. year i think we made the playoffs when i helped you that year didn't you <laughs> probably i don't know if, if you knew <laughs> i was told that you me. would play fantasy football as long as they guaranteed you were going to get brett Favre on your team that's the only way you would play with them back and, and they must have just needed somebody else to play or something <laughs> it's like we, we need one more person to let michelle play <laughs> i'm a lot of fun come on uh especially back then uh Back then, Brett Favre was an excellent choice. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> when he was with the Vikings, he was really good. Had a good no, year left in him in the tank. I don't know how he was with the Packers. He was over. He, he was, was okay. at the Packers he when, okay. we were, when we were. He had a pill problem back then. Oh, yeah, so. that's when he was really good. <laughs> he was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like him back then. I bet. When he played for the Vikings, he was all right. Yeah. He was still kind of a traitor. But he's a Mississippi guy, so I got to pull for Brett Favre. How could you not like Brett Favre? 
So um, you've been in this league for about 10 years. Over 10 years, probably. Yeah. Michael's, I'll be 11. I know I've been in there before he was born. Oh, so. really? Yeah. So it's probably been more like 12 years. Dang. I it's been a while. That. It's yeah. a really, you know, those guys have been playing. They were playing back we when played the, it first was, started with Yahoo Pick'em type leagues. Yes. And it was probably 2000. Yeah. So it's that league's been together for a while. I mean, there's people in and out, but the core of it. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's very challenging. Those those guys take it serious. Yeah, they do. Way more serious than I do. <laughs> I mean, I try to keep up with it, and but I'm, I'm just not going to follow it and be on the waiver wire yeah. and picking up all these guys. I mean, I like the draft. I like cooking for folks, and that's I think that's why they let me in. <laughs> like he'll, yeah. he'll do the cooking. And he'll, <laughs> you know, at least they're going to. Cause we ended up we end up having we end up having a, a party or a cookout I guess I don't know what you call it but for the lottery that's where we figure out who we draft heck yeah you cook and then steaks we, usually yeah and then we have one for the draft and then we talk about having a, a mid season recap <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so it ends up being a bunch of good get-togethers so have the draft parties changed they have I, I you know I challenge myself to get them better every year. Yeah. I told them next year I'm trying to get up. A, I'm trying to get up a push to everybody go to Vegas and draft. How are you going to cook out in Vegas? Oh, we'll get that catered. You know, you're going all out. Yeah, we're going all out. I won't be doing the cooking that one. That'll be just what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you, um, y'all I don't know if we're going to pull it off or not. I think we can. If not, we'll do the draft back here. You know, at the yeah, headquarters. Just try to top it. Yeah. Because really, you do. You try to top it every year. Every year. So this year was no exception. Uh, what was on the menu this year? So that was that's how I start my draft. I figure out what I'm going to serve. And a lot of times, I try to mix it up. I don't try to do the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um, I know one year we did like um, a different, uh, as many different hot wings as I could cook. Yeah. You know, and then one year we did like a bunch of Mexican food. And yeah. I've done like all beef. We did a taco bar, but we like did, a yeah. high-end taco yeah. bar. It was like brisket and... Well, the name of our league is Ribs and Whiskey. So I usually set out several bottles of good whiskey, and then I usually do some type of ribs. And this year I just went with uh, my style uh, St. Louis Cut Spare Ribs. Yeah. I also did – I wanted to do some beef, so I did tri-tip. And, and there were several – of you know, because of the area we live in, there were several people that have never had tri-tip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most people had Most yeah. people had And it's not something you see in our grocery stores. But I did tri-tip with – the creamy horseradish sauce, mm-hmm. and I made a fresh chimichurri with it was you know, really cilantro. Good. Parsley was really good. The chimichurri is what I like. I mean, I love the horseradish sauce, but the chimichurri is really good with it. Then I did uh, my take. Well, I wanted to do – I like doing sliders for parties because nobody's mm-hmm. going to eat a big sandwich when you got all this other food. So slider, you know, small sandwiches are the way to go. And I I wanted to do something with my jerk seasoning, and so I used pork tenderloin instead of making little beef sliders because I did the jerk mon burger. It's pretty much you took your yeah. big. It's not your jerk mon. You called it your big mon. Big mon jerk, jerk burger. burger. Yeah, I took the big mon jerk burger and substituted pork tenderloin that I reverse seared and cut it up thin and piled it up on the little sliders. And <laughs> I tell you it what, worked. it may have been better than the jerk burger. Uh, what do you think? Which one do you think was better? Would you rather have the? It's different. It's the same thing, but it's at really a party like that. Yeah. It's hard to beat those sliders. little sliders. Yeah, but if we're having a meal, that that burger was one of the best burgers I've ever had. It was really good. Yeah. So the deal with that is, 
you've got the Calypso sauce, which is all it is is mayo ketchup and the Scotch bonnet uh, pepper sauce or hot sauce that I found at Kroger. It's like a it, in the international side. I guess they have some Jamaican food, mm-hmm. and that was over there. It, it's on Amazon for like four or five bucks. Yeah, it's not expensive, but yeah. man, it's good. It's a it's good like little a, hot sauce. It's it sweet, hot, but the Scotch bonnets will fire you up. You can't put a ton of it. Well, see, we doubled this recipe. Yeah. After. It was hot. It was spicy. Yeah. And you said, ooh, I don't know if we should have doubled the... You know what that'd be good with? Fried conch. Yes. You know, it would be really good. Dipping yeah. sauce. But I call it Calypso sauce just because I didn't know what else to call it. I thought that was a Jamaican-ish <laughs> name. Calypso music, Calypso sauce. We went with it. That goes on the bottom bun. And then then I did the pork, which I do use the pork tenderloins. You could use pork loin or you could use... You could do it with a, a pork butt, jerk like mm-hmm. jerk seasonings or marinade or something and shred it. Oh, you yeah, could you could. With a pork loin. You could make mini way. burgers, too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. But uh, it really worked great with the little tenderloins because they're did. small and fit on a slider. I like making um sliders with p- the pork tenderloins. Yeah. We've made a di- several different styles. All I this did to best, it though. was season it with the jerk seasoning, and then I put it on um, – the outlaw stick burner. It was running about two seventy five, like a stick burner does, and put a a probe in them and watched them. When they got up to about one hundred thirty, uh, one hundred thirty five, I took them off. And I was also doing the tri tip the same way, reverse searing them. Yeah, so let's the, talk about them separately. Yeah, okay. So when 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 the tenderloins were about one hundred thirty, one hundred thirty five, I pulled them all off, put them in a pan, had my uh, got my Weber fired up with my grill grates on it. Um, in the pan, I made a jerk sauce and then brushed it all over the, the tenderloins and then just put them on a hot grill grate and seared them. It didn't take about two and a half minutes each side, but, you know, they're round, so you, you kind of roll them around a little bit. But once, And I just kept probing them every time I'd turn it. When I saw 145, I got them off and wrapped them up in aluminum foil and stuck them in a the cooler because we had to drive to the draft. Yeah. And so by the time we got to the draft, they had already rested um, there was a plenty of juice in there, so I just kind of opened the foil up, kept the juice in there, sliced those pork tenderloins thin, and put all the slices back in that juice and just wrapped it back up till we were ready to build the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then it was easy. You just took the we, – we bought um, – I had the Calypso sauce. What were those ballpark slider buns? Or it was a brand I hadn't they seen. They were Hawaiian. I mean, they weren't the Hawaiian bread – brand but i forgot i forgot what they might have been wonder bread was it wonder bread but they were hawaiian style slider roll okay they were good they were already split so yeah. all you had to do was take the tops off they were an actual a lot of times we'll use rolls sometimes and have to cut them have to cut them but this time it was a slider bun it made it super easy yes I mean, and i wouldn't use those hawaiian rolls on a lot of sliders because they have a distinct flavor but on that one it worked really and they really hold well. up really good yeah the sweetness goes dancer. with it yeah. yeah so calypso sauce in a squeeze bottle just get a good squirt on the bottom side of the bun, pile two or three slices of the pork tenderloin up on each one, hit it with another little drizzle of jerk sauce, and then comes the pineapple relish. And the pineapple relish is what makes this dish to me. I mean, you got the creamy and the spiciness and the jerk flavor with the meat and all that going, but when you put this fresh pineapple on it, and all it is, I took a red bell pepper, a yellow bell pepper, a red onion, chopped all those up super fine, Put cilantro. some cilantro in there and a jalapeno that I finely diced. I left the seeds and all the ends. I wanted it spicy. And then I took a pineapple and I bought them. You can buy one, a whole pineapple, and peel it yourself. But I, you know how the grocery stores have them in the little tubs. I, I, I bought one of those, poked the little core out. It's already peeled and ready and just cut it into spears, tossed it in some dark brown sugar, and stuck it on the outlaw too in a little raised rack. 
And, man, it just caramelized it in a matter of, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes tops. Chopped all that pineapple up, mixed it with the peppers and the onions and the cilantro, and seasoned it with a little salt and pepper, and it was ready to roll. And you made double. So it's really like, I don't know if you call it, I called it a relish when I did the the uh, Big Mon burger or using it on the slider, but it's, it's really kind of like a salsa. So we double dutied it, and whatever was left over, we just put in a, a bowl and served out with tortilla chips as a pineapple salsa. Because so, it's I mean, really I don't good know like if, that. What would you say? It's a relish or a salsa or both, whatever you want to call it. It depends Chutney, on the application, I, yeah. I think. If you're serving it with uh, fish tacos or whatever, it's a salsa. But yeah. if you're serving it, if you're serving it with, with chips, it's a salsa. Yeah, but if you're serving it, it on, on a burger. sandwich, it's a relish. Yeah. yeah. But that went on top, and that was all it was to those mm-hmm. you toothpick them and set them on a tray. And I left my dadgum football toothpicks. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't come in, did they? Mm-mm. Um. So that was one. So that was one. What else was on the menu? And then we'll go break it each um, down because we talked about the. I did one. some tangy. I called tangy Carolina meatballs. Man, they're incredibly difficult too. <laughs> tangy Carolina meatballs. Um, I did a big meat board, charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. I did. Do you have a plan when you build a charcuterie board, or is it just like I'm sitting down with meats and cheeses and just? However, I feel that day. Yeah. It don't matter. What I've learned when you're building a big meat board or a charcuterie board, if you want to get fancy with it, is uh, the fuller you have that board, the better it looks. Yes. So if you don't have a lot of stuff, use a smaller board. But if you got a big board, just make sure you get a bunch of stuff on it. Yeah. And it could so, be olives. It could be. Yeah. So that's what I bought. I bought. Greenery, like, grapes. Yeah. Boar's Head makes these little stick sausages they sell at, at Kroger. It's like sopracetta, pepperoni. Two different kinds of salami. One's like a pepper crusted, you know, salami. The other was just like a dry, um, old world salami. And then I bought some of the ones that already rolled up with mozzarella cheese. It's like a piece of deli meat. You know, there's prosciutto, there's pepperoni, and there's salami rolled around mozzarella. What was the one that I thought was so good? Um, I think it's a supersetta. That's what it was oh. called. Something like that. It was really good. But I sliced all those salt, the whole stick sausages up myself, where I can get them thicker as thin as I want yep. them. Uh, I bought some other uh, prosciutto, usually mortadella, just whatever kind of cured meat you want, really. And I'll just start putting it on the board. So I'll put, you know, piles of sausage down the middle. I'll come back with different types of olives. I like the uh, Calmadas. Uh, Man, those. Peppercinis. Peppercini peppers. Uh, What's the bright green olives that I like called? The Calabria. I don't know. I'd have to look those up, but it's a. Let me Google it. It's like a not too briny olive. That's it's really it's bright green. Buttery almost. Yeah, it doesn't have. I, mean, I, I usually buy the ones uh, pitted, so you don't have to deal with the seeds. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, if I'll buy the sorted olives, they'll have some with pits, whole olives with pits in them and stuff. Um, tell me if you can pronounce this. Castella. Uh, it's it's some Italian olive. I don't know, but they're really good. Marza is Castel- Mar- Go ahead. Trino? Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. You'll have to type that one out. But uh, they're good but olives. They're also, I found them at Costco, but you can find them at Kroger, too, in a smaller jar. Yeah. They're also um, referred to as the sweet olives. Yeah. They're really good. Yes. And I usually uh, I took some little marinated at Kroger in the little deli section. They have marinated vegetables and olives and all cheese and all things like that. That's usually where I go shop. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll get some little cups of these little peppers, and I got some uh, 
borzen cheese. It was like uh, garlic and herb and stuffed those little peppers with it, put those on the board. Uh, I bought you bought some blue cheese. cheese. Yeah. I bought like I like blue cheese, so I had two different blue cheeses. Had um, some type of uh, gorgonzola, I think it was. Some type of cheddar. Uh, some type of cheddar. I don't. I don't. I don't know my cheeses. I just buy the ones that look good to me when <laughs> yeah. I go to the cheese. I want to try this one today. Yeah. That's it. Cheese shop at Kroger. They've got all different kinds of stuff and all different prices. I'll just get something. You know. Don't break the bank. Because yeah. usually you can find something marked down that are still good. Oh, and, yeah. And they sell them in little pieces, little humps. Yeah, little squares, which is perfect for a meat board. Yes. They're and already they can, wedged. They're like, under yeah. five bucks each. Yeah, that's, I don't think I paid five. Most of them are like three forty nine. Yeah. And I just like setting those around the corner board, well, put a little knife there, and you can cut you off a piece of cheese what do you and think pick you a spent piece on, of meat. What do you think you spent on a meat board? Probably 50 bucks. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I'd imagine. I'd I think it's more than 80. that. I think I spent, uh, I don't know. You could... You know, if you go to Aldi, you can get a lot of that sausages and stuff and do it on the real cheap. Yeah. I've done that before. And you can do a lot smaller one, too, but we wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I wanted a big one. So what else did you serve? Um, you made me a jalapeno, I guess it's instead of a cheese, a cheese ball, ball, we got a football. Yeah. It was, it was a, what was it, cream cheese, sharp cheddar, bacon, green onion, yep. a ranch, ranch packet. packet. And I forget anything. And else. jalapenos. And jala- I, do, pickled I do pickled and fresh. And fresh. You put but all I that. Those fresh jalapenos, really, really small. That's and you put it all in like the big mixture, stand mixture. Yeah. That Whipped just it all up. The cream cheese get. Yeah, aerated a yeah, little and yeah. smooth. But it, I like the way it mixed it up. The consistency was good. Then you dumped it out like on saran wrap in like a bowl. It was a football shaped tray, but. It really wasn't a football shape. Yeah, it just, just happened, happened to, to have that shape. And you wrapped it up and stuck it back in the fridge and let it harden. And then when you unwrapped it and flipped it out on the thing, it looked like a football. Well, it looked like a blob of cream, delicious cream cheese. <laughs> you made it look like the football. Yeah. <laughs> then you put extra bacon I on the outside, crumble bacon, and um, you cut me some laces. Yeah, out of mozzarella. mozzarella yeah, bought like a block of mozzarella, and I just kind of trimmed out it some laces. It was good. It was really good. I surrounded it by the Super Bowl parties and stuff like that. Yeah. It's really that good. Dips goes over well for a football party. And it's it's not spicy. You spicy, can make it. You, you don't have to flavor. do it in the shape of a football if you just wanted a cheese ball. Oh it, yeah, it'd be really good. Yeah. But I like using it for football because it's a little spicy and, you know, mm-hmm. it's not something you'd serve at Christmas to Grandma. Yeah. It's more of a guy's, yeah. guy's dip. Yeah. Um, and then we had Rotel. Just Rotel, to- which was, you know, Rotel cheese dip. I don't know. If, in the South, that's like you grow up eating Rotel <laughs> cheese dip. But usually it's just that's block nice. of Velveeta, can of Rotel, melted in a, either a crock pot or the microwave. But we kick it up. We added a pound of spicy sausage. Uh, breakfast sausage mm-hmm. browned up, whole block of cream cheese, uh, then the two pounds of Velveeta cubed up, can of Rotel tomatoes, two cans, two cans of Rotel yeah. tomatoes. Uh, would you season it a yeah, little bit? A little hot, gringo, uh, yeah, a little gringo, the hot sauce or something. That's it. Went in the crock pot early that morning. You put that on. You went up. You took that over to the draft, early. which is only about ten minutes away from where we live. It's not. It's far. our new place. Yeah. That's where we did it. But and plugged it up at what nine o'clock, and by the time we got ready that afternoon, it was hot and bubbly and ready to go on low all day. So, how good were those ribs? The ribs were fantastic, man. They were, I don't even know if there was any bones left. I think I, I thought you know I cooked four bones. racks, and I was like, with all this other food, there's no way we're gonna eat all these ribs if everybody got a bone or two. But man, it was just wiped out, and I, I ate two or three so bones good. myself because they were man, they were 
money. It was like Smithfield rib too. I bought the whole spare rib, broke them down myself into St. Louis, pulled the membranes off, all that. Didn't have to do a whole lot of trimming. They were just beautiful ribs. Caught them at Walmart of all places. And then uh, seasoned them up with just a little uh, light, light mustard, AP, the barbecue rub. On the Outlaw 275, I really think cooking them on the stick burners what made them so good. You know, we had this conversation about the last few um, slabs of ribs we've had that come off of a stick burner were just the it was texture. Like, it's it, a texture thing. It, it, it like don't do anything warm to flavor. butter on a yeah. bone. It just I don't know if it's the airflow on it, the heat, the way it rolls through one. I, mean, I can cook a good rib on a pellet grill or on my old hickory, but man, those stick burner ribs they are just the past few times I've just been blown away by them. The ones we cooked at Memphis in May. I would have never thought that they'd have been that much better, but, man, they're good. Yeah. The, we did the video for Memphis in May that Friday, um, and we actually cooked ribs that we turned in on Saturday. Yeah. But the video ribs that we shot were so good because we cooked them on that. Jolene. That Jolene, yeah. That Jolene. <laughs> that Jolene. You know her name. Say her name. <laughs> you better You're put right. some respect on that name. <laughs> yeah, and then the contest ribs, we kept Jolene clean. Yeah, so for, showing. for showing, and we cooked all the ribs on the old hickory, and they just they were. And flat. we thought they might have had a rib problem too. Yeah, but hey, too many freezes and I know balls. now. I guarantee you, next year I'm cooking on a stick burner. Fresh, fresh ribs on a stick, on a burner. stick burner. Fresh ribs on a stick burner. If I had to trim every, well, they're gonna cook uh, baby back, so I want to trim. Yeah. Them. Um. So where'd you you got them at Walmart? Got uh, everything I bought is either Walmart, Kroger. I didn't get anything yeah. super. Actually, the tri-tips, I, uh, I ordered those. So. Well, I got more questions about the rib. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was just telling you where I got the tri-tips. So once they got, how long um, did you keep them on there before you wrapped them? Uh, they went about two hours and 15, 20 minutes before we wrapped. I was just going by straight color. Yeah. And they wrapped for hour 15. Yeah. That was it. I mean, so it was 2.15, hour 15, went in the cooler right before, you know, then I... Then we did the pork tenderloins and tri-tips, and then I put How the ribs back on. How long did you let the ribs rest? Two hours. They rested two hours in the, in the little party stacker. And then right before we left, you unwrapped them? Unwrapped them, mixed some sauce up, uh, just 50-50 vinegar sauce, the barbecue sauce, zapped it in the microwave to knock the chill off, uh, brushed the back, unwrapped the ribs. And the me, sauce, not the ribs. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Oh, in the microwave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. T- knock the chill off the sauce, not the not the ribs. The ribs are hot as heck. Yeah. But so we they're in the cooler. You take them out, drain the juice off. Uh, I put them on a sheet pan, flipped them upside down, hit the backside with the sauce, flipped them back over. A little more uh, light the barbecue rub just to slick them over and make the color pop right back out. Yeah. Five minutes back on the uh, outlaw, brush them with the sauce. About 10, 15 minutes to set that sauce, and they're ready to go. Yeah, they look I wrapped them back up again in brand-new foil, put them back in the party stacker, took them to the draft, cut them up. So let's um, – So they got they got good rest. Yes. They rested two hours. That was another issue, too. They rested two hours, you know, off the pit the first time, and then they probably rested another at least 30 minutes before we got to cutting them up. By the time we drive over there, cut the other stuff up, we cut the ribs very last. Yeah. That was the last thing we did was cut the ribs. So when you so they may have rested a little bit longer than that, maybe forty five. When you pull the ribs off the smoker, um, out of the wrap, and you put them in the in that cooler, how long could you have kept them in that cooler? Um, I wouldn't. You know, 
two hours is my when, where I want them. Yeah. I wouldn't be scared to go four, but anything over than that, they're probably going to be over to you. You know, they're you're going to you're going to lose them because ribs don't like to hold a long time, but two hours is really really good. It's about right. Yeah. I'm not scared to hold them two hours and them still be perfect or even better. You know. Yeah. And they don't really cool off any during that. No, process. they're still screaming hot. Yeah. I mean, they're still screaming hot. So, um, do you think you'd have to wear gloves to handle them? Yeah. When you pull them back out yeah, after the two yeah, hours, definitely. Yeah. Um, and how long do you think you could have held them after you glazed them to take them somewhere? Hour. Hour. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to go much over an hour after I glazed them like that. Because you've already rested them. Yeah. And then heated them back up in the whole nine yards. Yeah. Out. I just think that'd be about right. If you wanted them dry, you wouldn't even have to put them back on. You could have just dry seasoned them when you, you know, once Unwrapped you got where them. you are. Yeah. yeah. Dry seasoned them and sliced them. Yep. You could. Yep. Straight out the box. And they'd be just Memphis style dry ribs. Mm-hmm. And be really fantastic. I love Memphis style dry ribs. If I was going to do just ribs and not have all these other protein, I would, I would have done ribs two ways, you know? Yeah. That'd have been really going out with the ribs. Yeah. Knocked it out. Um, you know, that little party stacker is absolutely perfect for ribs because of the size it is. It's anything small like that, it's great at holding. You know, of course, it's not going to hold a big brisket, but for ribs, you know, you could probably put one brisket you in there. Put one brisket in there, and I bet it would hold it perfect. Yeah. A butt, I think it, it, it might Almost be too, too tall. tall. Yeah. That's what I'd be worried about being too tall. Now, if it was, but you know, ribs, it's just the right part. You can, yeah. get, you can get six slabs in it, three yeah. and three. And that's what we use it at contest. I mean, I learned that from Heath. Heath was using those things. Uh, I was always putting them in Cambros, and it seemed my Cambros was over holding it too well. Yeah. Those things they're they're just cheap coolers, so they don't hold. You know, they don't hold. They don't trap in as much heat as say a Cambro does, uh, or a Yeti or some you know cooler that's designed really to hold in stuff. Yeah, but uh, these in this know, application that's what works perfect. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to trap too much heat. You just want to keep it kind of warm. Yeah. And that's why I like them. I've even used the Island Breeze ones for butts and stuff, too. They work good. It's just a, what, cheap $16 cooler at yeah. Walmart? We have all these expensive, nice coolers in the world. And then we use we? the cheap ones, yeah. <laughs> but they make great They make great holder. I mean, they holding do. boxes. Where'd you get those tri-tips? Um, one of them was Wagyu from Kevin that was in the freezer, and others were Creekstone. I cooked four. Yeah. Um, the one that was Wagyu from Kevin, did we... I don't know the market. Spe- you just no, cooked them all just the same. Cooked them all the same. You couldn't. When you say you probably Kevin. could tell when it sliced, but I by the time we got to all that, it was yeah. It, I, I lost out. track of which one was which. Yeah. Uh, Creekstone primes are fine tri tips. Yeah. I mean, they were both fantastic. Um, I, I love tri tips because they got a real beefy. Yeah, it's it's one of it's. I don't know why it's not a real known cut around here. I mean, California, it's a big thing, but. They're cheap out there too. Yeah. Here, they're, I mean, I think I paid 100 bucks for three tri tips from Creekstone. But it was good eating. <laughs> it was real good eating. What do you, what do you like, the chimichurri or the horseradish cream sauce with it? I love them both. Those are two, some, some of my favorite um, sauces to serve with beef. So it kind of depends on what mood I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I mean, to I, me, I was looking for something fresh. You know, we've been yeah. cooking all day and, you know, that's why the chimichurri, the chimichurri yeah. was. That's why I think really I made good. it the day before. Yeah, and let and, it set. And let it set up, and it was really good. Um, um, the the tri tip, all I did to them, we did a quick trim, took the silver skin off, hit it with the uh, Swine Life grind, and then TX. 
And that was it. Yep, that was it. Reverse seared. So when the ribs went in the whole box the first time, the tri-tip went on along with the pork tenderloin. Took about 30 minutes is all. The pork tenderloin hit temp in 30 minutes, like 130, and the tri-tip was like 115. So it was perfect. I did have the tenderloins a little closer to the firebox. That's why they jumped up there so fast. To keep them cooking even. (laughs) Yeah, but once they were done, by the time I got them on, closed the outlaw down, Started me a chimney in the in the Weber grill, got it hot. Everything was ready to come off and go sear. So that was the way to do it. Well, let's so if you're gonna you, do a reverse sear on something, what if you don't have two grills? You just two zone it. Yeah, like if, if you got a Weber, yeah, just a Weber. I mean, I guess if you didn't have a way to sear it, you wouldn't sear it. But if you got a if you got a grill, you can definitely set it up for two zone, like on my Weber. I could cook the tri tip or the pork tenderloin off to the cool side. Until it come up to temperature, and then move it over the hot coals and sear it. That would be that's the exact way to do it. And if you're cooking on, let's say, a pellet grill, you're just not going to get that sear. Yeah, I mean, you can run, you can run some of them up at the end, like take it off. You can do it on an egg. You start them out low and slow. Take the meat off the grill. Fire the grill. You know, fire your grill up high, and then sear it. I mean, I've had, I've used grill grates on a pellet grill, and you can get some sear marks on it. It's not ideal. I yeah. mean. To me, you're gonna do. You're better just having your little cheap. I don't care if it's one of those little Aussie walkabouts. You know, <laughs> anything that you can sear on. Yeah, I've, I've I've cooked many a you know chicken contest on one of them little Aussie folding grills. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> Flat work. That's a twenty dollar grill. Um, you know, when you cook a beef loin, you let it sit in the cooler for what an hour or two hours. Yeah, and it seems to help it level out as far as the temperature inside and. Um, do you do that with tri-tips too? Yeah, the I like, rest really yeah definitely want to rest them too. Um, I didn't get – because we waited to the end to do the tri-tips. Uh, I wrapped them back up in foil as soon as they come off the Weber seared and then stuck them in another party stacker, and we took them to the draft. So they probably they probably rested 15, 20 minutes. I mean, it wouldn't have hurt them to go oh, an, an hour, hour. Yeah. two hours. Uh, because the tri-tips, you know, it's a dense piece of meat too, so it can take a rest. Definitely. Uh, I wouldn't have been scared to hold the pork tenderloin two hours either in there. It would have been perfect. For two hours? Yeah, because yeah, I had so much it. mass in there. You have four four pork tenderloins and four tri-tips in the same party stacker. That's a little cooler. It's going to hold that temp up for probably, if I had to guess, put a probe in it four hours or longer. Yeah. I've never done it, but, I mean, there's never really a case to hold it that long. But two, I wouldn't be scared at all. That's another thing with those little party stackers is um, you've decreased the amount of space, you know, yeah. because it's Yeah, it's shorter. not a big void, so you don't have to worry about putting towels in there or whatever, yeah. or having too much airspace. That's why, that's one reason why I really like them. I mean, they're designed to hold one can of beer standing straight up. Yeah, so that's the So height. that's the depth. I mean, what is that, maybe six inches or so at yeah. the most? And they stack. So if and you they need stack on top, yeah. I mean, you can get four. That's what, you know, I have four of them. In the, and that's um, what we put. Ribs in. We go to Memphis and May. They work great, but a contest, I always take one or two, even though I have a cambro. Because I'll put my big meats, the brisket and the butts in a cambro, but I'll throw the ribs in the party stacker. It just works out. And you can kick them underneath the couch. And they make great <laughs> things to take your dirty dishes and stuff yeah. home in. I get all kinds of use out of a party stacker. I need to come out with my own version of how to barbecue right <laughs> party stacker. So, Hold a um, rib box. What's the key? What would advice would you give someone that's fixing to do like? Because essentially, what we did is a small catering job. Yeah, and that's really what it is. It's just a 
for a smaller group. I mean, I don't know. Because I, I had enough food probably to feed 30. Oh, yeah. You could say that would have been a 30 were easy. Maybe not the ribs. because Yeah, maybe not the ribs. I, mean, yeah, I think everybody doubled down on the ribs and yeah. <laughs> didn't need as much as everything but else. Planning is really so once I decided out what the menu is going to be, and I was going to sit down with you and talk about that over what yeah. you thought of, if that sounded good. It might have uh, been my idea to use the Big Mon. Yeah, it might have been your idea. Uh, the next step is figuring out what it's going to take to make all that. So I always start a list. Like I'll write my menu out, and then I'll write each piece of it out yeah. but with, as a shopping list, what I'm going to need. Well, what I then, do first is we write like jerk tenderloin sliders we're going to need, you know, the, each all the elements. And then we break it down into a recipe list, yep. go even further. That's exactly how you do it. Yeah. And then you got a shopping list, and then all you got to do is take the time to go do that. Usually it takes multiple stores. Yep. It's very rarely I can get it all at the same store. <laughs> yeah. but. But once I gathered all that, um, and I did that the day, was it one was day it before or, or two Thursday? days before? No. It might have been Thursday I started gathering like that. I like to give myself plenty of time. And uh, that way, the night before. I think we had football practice Thursday night, so I think it was Friday morning. It might have been Friday morning. Yeah. But so I did as much as I could the night before. So I, we made the chimichurri. We did all the, you know, all the chopping, all the prepping. You cooked the bacon for the cheese ball. I think you made the cheese ball. The yeah, because it the needs thing. to set up. If you can uh, do it the night before, do it. We had we made like the calypso sauce, put it in the squeeze bottle. The jerk so, sauce. Yeah, the jerk sauce was in the squeeze bottle. Like we had it ready to go. We had the we did all our chopping for the salsa. Um, everything. Yeah, it was everything we could do the night before. We did, and then that way when I got up Saturday morning, all I really had to do was cook the meat. Yeah. We, so you uh, could focus on yeah, so getting I could, things I fired, right. You, I fired, well, you actually fired the smoker up for me that morning. I jumped in the shower. Yeah, By the time I come out, I was like, I go outside and get the cooker going. And he's like, I already got it. I was like, damn, I was pretty impressed, baby. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see. <laughs> it wasn't nothing to it, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was easy. Well, I saw you do it the well, couple the weeks before video. for the gator, and yeah. I was like, That's, I can do that. You could put some charcoal in there and put a, a tumbleweed in there and light it. Yeah. I might not be good at monitoring the temperature through a long yeah. cook, you know, but. Yeah. But that was uh, so. That was it. We got the ribs going. Mark came over. We knocked the you know wrapped the ribs, got them done and holding. Went ahead and had the tri tips and pork uh, tenderloin on deck. Cooked those. Got them seared and holding. And everything else was drive over and start putting it together. Yeah. So we had the we had the game plan going the whole time. All it took was the cook time. And one thing I did do on Thursday, because we had this dedicated space, I was able to do it. We went ahead and set up the tables and the chairs and put the tablecloths on and went ahead and put kind of the, you know, the Lay main out. serving platters yeah. on and the, the boards table. and all yeah. that stuff. Because if you don't take the time to prep, I think that's what most people run into that when they throw a party or do something like that. They try to do everything like the day of yeah. and it's overwhelming. Yeah, oh, yeah, I could see that. If you can do it the day before or two or three days before. At least have it all together. Yeah. We know how it's going to go out. Because once we got to the draft, all we had to do was cut the meat, assemble the sandwiches, build the charcuterie board, and then put it, you know, put everything put out, it out in its place. Yep. We had what, crackers and chips and little desserts. And and we just bought the desserts. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't cook any desserts. Yeah. But, oh, but the tangy Carolina meatballs. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. telling you. So tell Those, me how difficult this is in the yeah. process. I think we've talked about this on here. We probably have. <laughs> people go crazy over these things, and all you do is buy the big bag of meatballs froze. 
It's always Italian too. Yeah, Italian, Italian meatballs. meatballs. They're like the appetite in the appetizer section at the grocery the, store. I think it's Armors, the brand. I'm not sure the brand, but it's like a red, white, and green. Yeah. It's like an Italian flag. Yeah, there's 124 color. meatballs in there, and it's it's a crock pot full of meatballs. You plug your crock pot in, you put it on low, <laughs> you dump those meatballs in there, and you take a bottle. I've got the gallon jug of tangy Carolina gold sauce from Cattleman's. And I just poured about half that in there, so it's probably it's probably sixty four ounces of sauce. And I, you want to you don't want to smother them, but you want the meatballs coated in you it. You want to just cook simmer down. in it. Yeah, you put it on low and you let it sit there. I mean, For it's hours. the easiest thing. Then when you take it, you have a big shot glass full of toothpicks beside it, <laughs> and people just go crazy over these meatballs that they think you've made and well, made th- this sauce for. Like, no, you know. One thing that you um talked about doing, which I think is a good idea, is you were thinking about putting the meatballs on a smoker and letting them like come up to yeah get warm on a smoker because they're the smoked. Element. I guess they're pre cooked they and they're, they're kind of browned up and stuff like they've been. I mean, you could. I think once you thought you could eat it right there. Oh really? Yeah. I bet you need to bring them up to at least one forty. <laughs> you wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't risk it. You do you. <laughs> I'm not just eating no room temperature meatball out of the freezer. <laughs> I'm at least going to put it in the crock pot and bring it. I checked the internal temperature. I want it to be at least 140, but 165 wouldn't scare you. can't ruin these things. Mm-mm. I mean, you I just, guess if you, you put them on high and you left the lid on it and let it go for two days, it'd probably score. Yeah, they, they'd mush. Yeah, but. And you got to give yourself some time because you can't, it, it's going to take a couple hours in a crock pot to get it up to temp and getting it bubbly. Yeah, and, put them on low. First thing in the morning, you're having a party that afternoon, they'll be ready. Yep. Just like your no-tail rotel. It's the same way. Well, you did for the rotel. You had all that ready to go. All you had to do was dump it in the crock. I had my sausage cooked and drained. I had, you know, everything Cream, cream cheese cubed up. The Velveeta cubed up. Yep. Cans. I had it in a Ziploc bag. Just dumped it in the crock pot. And, and then added my two cans. Same thing with the meatballs. If you can't do that for a party, you got problems. You can't make rotel or you can't make... Do you uh, think mustard meatballs? I guess. Whatever you want do you call think them. the mustard meatballs would be better if you actually took the time and made them? No, <laughs> no. Like you made the meatballs and then come up with your own mustard sauce. Yeah. I would. You'd put these up against. I'd put these up against them any day. <laughs> I really would. Armor's got it figured out. <laughs> and the tangy Carolina gold. It makes a dang good wing sauce. You mix yeah, it with. Yeah. You mix that tangy Carolina gold with hot sauce and then add a little extra honey. That's what. That's what Memphis hot honey gold is. All these wing joints. That's, you know, they got top secret hot honey gold. No, it's Cattleman's. And they used to call it Cattleman's Honey Gold. Now it's called like Tangy Carolina or yeah. Carolina Gold. I they changed the name of it every harder year. It's Yeah. We get it because of Memphis and May Cattleman's. Lit carries yeah. it. It's a restaurant supply yeah. store in Memphis because all those wing joints buy it from them. Yeah. You used to, you can find it in Super Low. I don't think Kroger carries yeah, Cattleman's. Yeah, Kroger's carrying it. I think they don't even have any Cattleman's. Like so, you got it first. You got to have find a store that sells Cattleman sauces. And you know, as far as like cheap store bought sauces go, Cattleman's is one of my favorites. Yeah, the sweets they've got different ones that are pretty good. I use we them use in them. beans yeah. for big cooking jobs. I mean, I we'll, don't want to make a pulled pork sandwich with it, you know. I, but cooking with it, yeah, yeah cooking it's with fine. it, it's a great, great option. So, I'm ready to talk about the new place. The new place. I kept telling you, we're not going to talk about it yet. We're not going to talk about it yet. We're here. We're here. We're uh, working on the retail side now. We're in the process of Shell's putting her touch on it. 
Yeah. So that's going to be, be the nice. decorated It's going to be thing. well decorated. Yeah. We've uh, run into a few obstacles. <laughs> We're having to redo the bathroom so it's ADA accessible. We're having to do some fire protection stuff. We're having what else are we having to do? We're having to deal with the city. We're having to deal with the city, and it's they're not easy to deal with. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. But, you know, we're working our angles and doing what they tell us to do and jumping through hoops. And we hope to be fully open uh, by Halloween. Yeah, right? Yes. That's our goal. That's our target. We've got a little, almost two months because here it is September Mm -hmm. 3rd, I guess. Yep. We've got got to hammer down. Yep. We're we're working out. And so we also have a class space in this new place. We do. And if you watch the fantasy football video, you can kind of get a glimpse at it. That's that's the conference area. Yeah. yeah. There's enough room it's in there. It's not a that, huge space, but. Yeah, it's, it'll work for barbecue classes or yeah. demos or stuff like that. We're excited about that. We've uh, got some really comfortable chairs and tables and it'll be nice. Got a little kitchen area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else are we gonna have? We got our this podcast room that we're gonna work yeah. on, and um, we have a we're hopefully setting up a place to do some filming so we're not in the weather. Yeah, as much because the lighting in the conference room is really good. It's got these skylights, so you really never have to turn the lights on. I guess unless it's dark outside. Yeah, during the daytime, it is perfect lighting there because you can yeah. tell in that video that was what mid afternoon. And there weren't any lights on when you were filming while, you know, showing the food table or me behind it, just that little clip or just, whatever. Yeah, it's That's like, just a natural light in there. When we were filming, if you watch the video, the spots where we were slicing, it was off in the kitchen, yeah, off and, in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little darker there. Yeah. We should have sliced in the big room. Yeah. I wish I would have. That, now we know. We, we didn't know. We hadn't had a camera in there yet. Yeah. So we didn't know what we the lighting was going to be like. And we were under a deadline and. I'm anxious to see what it's going to look like. We're going to put some uh, wood up on a wall there, the TV wall, if you can see where that TV was, a quick shot in that video. But we'll probably end up doing um, some kind of walkthrough video show in this place. That'd be cool. Once we get it set up. Yeah, once we get it like we want it. I've got my own office. I had my office door frosted yesterday, so it's private. Can't just see in there. Somebody's coming to the retail shop. Can't just see in my office. For Malcolm's birthday. Watch me drinking whiskey or whatever I'm doing in there. <laughs> for Malcolm's birthday, I kind of decorated his office for him. It was a little, a little late. I'm still working on it, but it's really nice. It is. looks really good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I like it. Got my own little personal bar cart. Got a mini fridge with a mini freezer on top of it. <laughs> I got you set up. Set up. It's got a couch, TV. What are you Who trying to tell me? I could stay office? there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you kick me out i can go stay at the office i guess yeah <laughs> Got a couch to sleep on our old office was a little yeah it was a shanty <laughs> it worked <laughs> for what it was but we hey. needed some warehouse space we needed you know we needed some class space we needed a better podcast space and we needed uh, you know we, we need some retail own. we wanted yeah. our own class space for sure yeah. we wanted to do a little retail for a while and i'm excited about it i, I think it's going to be really nice here when we get it all going and i think people are going to enjoy coming out and seeing what we do yeah so plan to so y'all plan trips m- make a pilgrimage yeah this fall to the barbecue right um mothership or whatever you want to call it mothership you still haven't made a, yeah, a, still have an official name for it um so let's talk about our fajita dinner night real quick. Or do you want to talk about sirloins? Because sirloins were on sale. This They were. And I, did we not talk about that? 
That's time, man. Sir Logic, who was I telling that to? Well, I know we I didn't was, talk about our fajita dinner night. Yeah. You're telling Mark about it. That's what I bought the sirloins for, for the fajita dinner. Yeah. Because they you were went back and bought more. Then I went back and bought more. And that's what I've been, you know, we ate on them for a week. Yeah. They were on sale for, I want to say, $7.99 a pound. It was, I got two, I got two giant sirloins and it was under 20 bucks. And they had to be almost two pounds worth of meat. I mean, it was, it was a huge, it was a huge It looked steaks. like a roast. So I, all I did was tenderize them with the little uh, jacquard. Well, see, this is my question. It looks like a roast. It's a big, dense, not very marbled piece of meat. Yeah, it is lean. Sirloin's a lean meat. I mean, it's How red did meat, you get it lean so meat. Tender? Uh, jacquarded it a little bit and seasoned it, and let that seasoning set on it for what, about what an hour. What you season with? Just kind of a salt. I just AP. used AP. Yeah. AP, a little hot rub for some color, a little TX for texture, and let it set on it for about an hour and sweat. After you know, I jacquarded it really good. And then I just seared it hot and fast. It took eight minutes. Total Those big steaks. I did two minutes. I did my normal steak like cook on them. Didn't even worry about temping it. But when I when I took it off, I felt it. I was like, oh, I know this is medium rare. It was perfect. It was. Perfect. It was perfect. So all was, that you did was yeah. But and if you don't cook, I mean, most people I guess don't like sirloin or it's. Well, it don't have a lot of fat that. in it, but I if you don't overcook it, it, the problem I think people have with sirloins is they overcook them. It's like a flat iron or any other lesser cut of meat you've got or beef. You've got to cook it under medium. You, if you go over medium, if you like your steak medium or medium well or heaven forbid, well done, get a fillet. Don't yeah, don't get don't get something that's lean because you're gonna have it's not gonna have any flavor. It's gonna turn into leather on you. Yeah, I mean you're just eating no dry beef at that point. You might as well be eating jerky. You cooked all the moisture out of it, but if you keep it really juicy on the inside, and you do that by keep it cooking it rare or mid rare, that's it's it's all it's good. It's good eating, and then sirloin same it falls right into that category. And same way a tri tip. I mean, you overcook a tri tip, it ain't worth eating either. But you get a good medium rare tri tip. Oh, it's delicious. Sirloin. I mean, that's the tri tip's part of the sirloin. It's just a little tail tip of really? it. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. It sure is. That's where it comes from. So you got so the Kanye's kind of the, the cap of the sirloin. What we're eating is kind of like the center cut and the tri-tip's the bottom part. It's all sirloin. So it's just lean meat. More you know. More you know. Huh? Stick around me, you'll learn stuff. You're a very knowledgeable man. <laughs> you know, but for um, cooking a fajita night or something like that for a big group, a sirloin would feed a lot of oh, people. Oh, yeah. that No, it was really And that's what and I did with it. That's what it's perfect Cooked for. Cooked it rare. Tossed, uh, cut it thin like strips, just like you get at a, at a Mexican restaurant if you use ordering fajitas. And then whatever board juice was there, I just kind of took those pieces, moved it all back around in the board juice, hit it with a little extra grande gringo, and it made some of the best beef fajita meat you could have. And I, I, didn't, I mean, and all I did was season that with grande gringo. I didn't do anything else to the beef, no marinade, no nothing. It was just heavily seasoned with gringo and grilled the same way. And then oh, cut okay. it in little strips. For the fajitas. For the for the beef fajitas. Yeah. And I also did, now these were jam up. It was a boneless chicken fajitas, basically. We had found a marinade that we had in, it was a. It was called cilantro lime marinade. It was a Kroger brand. Simply. I just saw it. Yeah. Simply. It was like their uh, healthy, healthy marinade or yeah. whatever. What is it called? The line. It's a simply green or I something like that. It, yeah. I bought another bottle the other day. But I took, instead of using chicken breast, I bought boneless, skinless thighs. They were froze. I put, I dumped them out into a Ziploc bag, dumped that bottle of the marinade off in there, and just let them hang out in the refrigerator all day. 
You know, they went in that morning. I wasn't going to grill them till that night. Took them out, took them out of the marinade, dripped the excess off, and I just had my Weber grill going. It was, you know, it was set up for. You cooked the steak on it. Yeah, I was cooking the sirloin on it. But when the uh, I got the chicken out of the marinade, lightly seasoned it with gringo, threw it over on the pellet grill just for twenty minutes. Well, it it might have been, let's see, eight. To, yeah, about twenty <laughs> minutes. By the time the grill got going, I seared the steaks. The chicken had came up, and I tempted. I did temp it because I was just curious what it was after twenty minutes. They were like one thirty, one thirty-five on yeah. the pellet grill, and then I took them and seared them right there after I finished the grill. So I'd cooked the beef on it, and I think what really happened is I had that great, really good season because I had the grande gringo on the sirloin, and it leaves some of that remnants. And you put the chicken over there on it, and it picks up some of that grill flavor. Because have you ever noticed that when you cook something on a grill, that whatever you cook first, it can kind of transfer over? Yeah. Well, it really does it with the chicken thighs. And, and they were wet. And, uh, yeah, and so no glaze or anything, just grilled them until they were Did once. Did you even season them once you pulled them out of the marinade? Yeah, just a little light grande gringo, okay. real light, not heavy, because I knew they had a ton of flavor from the yeah. marinade. And then once they got temp, like I pulled them at 170, let them carry over, took them inside. Sliced them up on the same board that I did the sirloin. It was juice all over the board. Took that meat, worked it back in, hit it with a little more gringo, chicken fajitas. And then that chicken fajita meat, you know, sometimes you get chicken fajitas and they kind of dry out. People want to use breast. Try the boneless, skinless thighs. It will change your fajita game on chicken. It's so easy. There's no trimming to them. They're already cut up, you know, good little pieces for you. Start them out on a grill if you want to, like, low side first. Bring them up to 130. Sear them off to get some crust and some char on the other side after you do your beef. That's a little tip. <laughs> and then waller them around in the board juice. And, man, they make some of the best fajitas. Um, and it's really, really easy. You know, you- we didn't really, I mean, I guess you call that fajita style, but we didn't serve them as fajitas because I didn't grill, like, onions and peppers and all that. No. We just served them. It was mainly, like, tacos. Kind of. It's like grilled, grilled chicken that. tacos or grilled steak tacos. That's what I call them because we had – Cilantro, pico, and guac. Yeah, I mean, I made some homemade guacamole, yeah. and um, we served really them like, with. I made a spicy cream sauce. That was what I was. That was that stuff was. You could bottle that. It was good. It was a. You know what I did? Mayo. I took. I, took, <laughs> I knew mayo was in it. It was mayo, sour cream, equal parts, and then I took a like a. It was a street taco seasoning mix. So it had to be some type of taco mix, you know, seasoning. We had a Kroger. Yeah. Yeah, I've dumped seen that. It, dumped it into the mayonnaise and um, sour cream mixture, added a little lime juice, and added a little Mexican hot sauce. And that was it. And it like was really, Valent- really good. Oh. Yeah. Valentino. Valentino, yeah. And then. Um, it was good. That stuff stayed around all week. Yeah. I was. I think your mom even took some of that home. She did. Um, Poncho's green dressing. Oh, yeah. That's my jam. <laughs> Poncho's Tropical. Tropical. Green dressing. If you're not using Poncho's green dressing in your taco nights, you're yeah. missing out. Something's wrong. And they make really... I don't know if they have that worldwide. Yeah, probably <laughs> It's not. a southern thing. Um, they make really good uh, taco salads, too. You're dressing for taco salad. That's what I did. I didn't really make taco. I didn't use the taco shells. I just kind of... Made you a fajita salad? So I did... You did some black beans, and I did some cilantro lime rice. And I, so I put some rice down, put some beans down, put me some steak and some chicken, topped it all off with the different sauces and pico. I just made a burrito, grilled 
grilled steak and grilled chicken bowl. Yeah. That's how I eat it. Yeah, fajita bowl. Trying to eat a little bit lighter. <laughs> if you believe it. Um, Labor Day is coming up this weekend. It is. Everybody's going to be firing up those grills. Yeah, I kind of forgot about Labor Day. Yeah. I would, hey, I would do ribs, tri-tip, and little little pork sliders if you want something delicious. They're all yeah. easy to do. Or the Big Mom Burger. The Big Mom Burger would be a good one. Chicken wings. You can't go wrong with chicken wings. <laughs> but everybody's cooking ribs, probably. Yeah, I would say ribs is the number one thing. Yeah. Ribs or steak. If you're Labor Day, you're probably cooking ribs or steak. What do you mean steak? Like ribeyes? Yeah. Oh, I think that's a good really one. You know, good. working man, he's off work. He wants to cook steak. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I do. That just sounds really good. I hadn't had a ribeye in a very long time. Since we went to a steak contest and you won third place. Oh yeah, that's right. I can bring <laughs> that up. <don't> I? <laughs> yeah, but you're not eating a steak there. Yeah, you might be tasting a steak, but that's right. I hadn't cooked you a ribeye in a while. I'm not going to. I'm going to let you cook them from now on. You since have you're been. the steak queen or whatever. <laughs> you have been letting me cook them. You have, that's how you got the good in it. That's how I got good in it. Um, but, yeah, there's – if you're All looking for a Labor Day recipe, go to the website. That's it. We I, def- I highly recommend – I highly recommend the little, uh, take the Big Bond Burger and transfer it into sliders with pork tenderloin. That would fit a lot of people. If you like it spicy. I want to do a big, big mon where I do a pork steak, like jerk-fried pork steak Yeah. on a huge bun. You know how pork steaks are big? Yes. Piled up, and you cut it like a muffaletta. You know, you cut it into wedges or whatever, and you've got this huge pork steak. It would be so good. I like the little tent sliders. You also did your spicy Mississippi chicken recipe. That would be. Yeah, that'd be a good Labor Day. That'd be a little easy good. Labor Day one, too. Oh, and you're sweet and sticky. You haven't tried that lips. seasoning yet. Did we, we talked about that on the podcast, last podcast, didn't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. That seasoning's worth trying. That core seasoning? Yeah. You just did that char-grilled pork chop sandwich. That was good. There's um, plenty of stuff to cook for Labor Day. I don't know what. American is apple pie ribs. That's 4th of July, baby. That'd be good for Labor Day, though. It would be. I might do some... Uh, Peach pie ribs or something. I, I, I kind of want to take yeah, that been, and try it with some different fruit. You've been talking about it. Because the apple turned out so good. There's uh, there's peach butter out there, and there's different kinds of fruits or preserves that you could use. You could yeah. use apricots, but I think you could do uh, some different takes on that one. Well, that's all I have on my notes. What else do you have on your notes? I'm, it's Friday. I'm ready to get out of here for the weekend. <laughs> it's Labor Day. Going to get to watch some college football. In some form, <laughs> so I, <laughs> Fingers I, you know, crossed. it's been a good week, and we're gonna go, we're gonna get to work Monday or Tuesday back on this place, getting it, uh, you know, keeping on improving it, and hopefully we're gonna get this podcast uh, set up a little differently. It's gonna look really cool in here. Yeah, hopefully that's the plan. But, yeah, it might take us a few weeks to get it set up, but we're gonna keep going until we do. That's right. So y'all let us know, and thanks for hanging out with us, Shell. Where can you find us? If you'd like to connect with me, it's Miss Southern Shell on Instagram. If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and of course YouTube. That's all I got. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we will see y'all next time. We gone.